Hi there, and welcome to JK We Are Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am your magician master. And what that means is I do real magic in real time. Mm-hmm. When? When when do you actually do that? I just never Yeah, I do it when you're not looking. Ah. Whenever you don't look at me, that's when I do it constantly. I try to hear it. I always try to listen. Yeah, that's true. No, I'm tricky that way. I'm very sneaky. I have to look. <laughs> uh no, what I do is I I help write out the story here and I plan some things for our players, our adventurers to interact with. But it's not about me. It's not about me at all. It's about our amazing characters and our wonderful players and what they choose to do in this world. And let's meet those folks now. It's about me because I'm Lucas Fisher, guys, and I play Jasper Casper. We all know him. He's a human wizard from the non-magical world. And all that Jasper wants is try to find a place to belong. And I'm sure that we can help him. Hi there, people, folk out there. I'm Sebastian Kinder, and I play Eric Miller, a musician magician with a troubled past. There's still the problem, his family can't remember him. But luckily, at least, we can remember him. I hope you remember him. If you don't, the problem is even bigger than I thought it is. Hey, who's talking? Who, who was that? No! <laughs> I think that was... Is it Lila Kleiner? I don't know. <laughs> Hey everyone, it is me, Nadine Kuhn, and I play Sassly Mary Nature Spring. Sassly is a pixie elf and an arcane sciences mage, and she secretly experimented with magic and accidentally created for herself wings. Unfortunately, those wings, they don't fly. But she's determined to figure that out. Well, I do have a question for our players today. I hope you guys are prepared for this one. Oh no, <laughs> who would have thought you had? I know, it's always a surprise. Every time, we're surprised every time. Yeah, indeed. So, my question for your characters is, if you were stranded on a desert island and you could only bring one object with you, what object would that be? And for clarification, let me just say that I don't mean objects that are extensions of your character, like Eric's violin or Jasper's book. These things are really things that you created along with your character. I want to know what thing, what object you would bring with you on a desert island where you were stranded. Hmm. Wilbur. <laughs> since, since Jasper is a family man, Wilbur, because he's part of the family. <laughs> I, I think it's a little bit mean to call Wilbur a thing, an object. That is that true. Yeah, he's true. a person he's and a person. he gets to decide whether or not he goes on that. Yeah, because he's an individual. Island. Exactly. You have to um, discuss that with him. But exactly. Actually, I'm going to ask Wilbur as well what he would take with him. Oh, I wonder what it uh, is. I hope it's me. I hope it's me. Because you are an object. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't care. As long as I have a friend. Um, the thing is that I think that Jasper, he is, I mean, we all know, it's not the point, but he is a family guy. Just wanted to point that out. But it's not the thing right now. I mean, we, we pointed out that he's more irrational than other characters in any way. But I think when it comes to like surviving stuff, I mean, I have to ask you, that, I mean, he has to know that he's going to be on an island all by his own. So his choice has to be very well thought through, right? I hadn't really thought about the given circumstances of the event. Let me think. Please. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, you've had 24 hours to decide what thing you would bring with you. Okay. Because you knew that your plane would accidentally crash in the middle of the Atlantic and leave you oh, stranded on the Oh, that kind of a island. situation. Yeah, it's like that kind I, of a thing. I see. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, very, very important. The plane was empty. That's the reason it crashed in the first place. Because we had to mm -hmm. fly it yeah. on our own. <laughs> Knew I should have taken those pilot courses. <laughs> Dang it. It's because Sassley was the pilot, because that was her dream oh, no. job. <laughs> She's like, <Yeah. laughs> there you go. She actually just ejected you on, on, on accident. Oh, that's not the break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Hmm. Well, if he, if he, I think that Jasper, when he's on that island, something that he really needs is because we know that he's trying to find a place to belong. So maybe it's the island. So I don't think that he's getting anything. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe it's not something to help him get off the island, but maybe it's something to help him enjoy the time on the island. I think actually, this sounds stupid. I think it's a volleyball. Because then he can play at the beach and <laughs> if that he's not alone, he can create his own Wilson. Not a Wilbur, but his oh, own Wilson. So it's, like, it's like a castaway thing. <laughs> yeah. I saw the reference. Okay, so you would bring a volleyball. So you can you can play with that. It's it's a friend and a game all in one. Oh, just missing the chocolate part. Otherwise it would be a kinderberaschung. A kinder chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they, they one day produce a very big Kinder Chocolate one with volleyball. They actually do have big ones, like for Easter, those giant Kinder mm -hmm. Chocolate eggs. But you, you should not play volleyball with that. Though. For our American friends, those are like... Actually, we, we had them for a short time, but they weren't called Kinder Überraschung. They were called Wonder Balls, if you remember this. And it was like a hollow chocolate ball with a toy inside. And uh, this is a very popular candy here in Germany. It is indeed. Kinder Überraschung, which means, well, Kinder is the brand of chocolate and Überraschung means surprise. Wow, that sounds like we're doing commercial. We do not work with them together. But we would love to. If you work for Kinder if Chocolate, you... please give us a call. We need sponsors. I have some products I could mention. Just let me know. <laughs> we'll, do a, we'll do like one free ad for you now, just so you can okay. get a taste for us. Wow, Jasper, what are you eating? <laughs> I mean, hey, we all get already got Nutella <laughs> so, in the castle. Yeah, but they got yeah, it for free, just... guys. We have to stop doing free ads. <laughs> Dang it! Okay, okay, with the knowledge that the plane is going to crash on an island somewhere out there, all by himself, no one else around. I, I see the, the logical thing. Um, with no one else around, people might forget he is still there. Mm -hmm. No, people are not there. They don't even think about you. <laughs> they don't even search for you because they don't remember you. That's the problem. So he needs to get off the island as fast as he can. Uh, given we are talking about realistic things he can take with himself, I think I'm going for a book. Uh, how to build a raft. <laughs> Son of a gun. Yes. First, you need a raft. Um, yeah, okay. I'm going to Google to see if that book exists right now. But that's, yeah. <laughs> you'd, bring a, you'd bring like some like a reference survival book, basically. Yes. <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, then, then eventually you get on. But what you don't know is you build the raft, you leave the island, but there was already a rescue plane on the way, but then they arrive and you're not there anymore. You're two days out at sea, floating in the ocean. And that's when you're like, I should have brought a flare gun. Dang it. <laughs> that's all right. You know, you can't really win in this scenario. Yeah, you, you can only lose. <laughs> you just do a little better each time. Sassley, Sassley would actually also bring a book. She would bring Elfenreich in Ancient Time. 
that has two reasons. The first reason is that she would still try to make like make that happen, that those wings are able to fly. She would probably not even leave the island. She would be so happy that she would just fly around the <laughs> island, not even fly away. But also because it's such a connection to her grandfather and her whole family because she read that book with him and she has so many memories. So I think that would be something she would be interested in and that would be the first thing she would grab. All right. Yeah, that's a great answer. I mean, I love the idea that you would take something with sentimental value and the three of you together would be able to read about ancient elves on a raft and play volleyball. So <laughs> this is the, the lesson that I'm trying to impart to you during the course of this game. It's still better when we are together. <laughs> just just one question. If we are in this scenario with the characters, can we just um, all make clear that we will never do any flight classes again? <laughs> can we just point out that this was a one-time thing and it worked? Kind of. Sassly, like, you guys get to, to shore and Sassly's immediately like, all right, guys, let's get the next plane. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, I think we need to get back to Neutra Drachenberg because at this moment, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. That rock being Councilwoman Karangar and that hard place being Agent Carter, a.k.a. Agent of Monarch, a.k.a. Brock Carter's father. Ooh, which I finally, which I finally figured, because <laughs> I did not get that the last time. Everyone was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I was like, "Oh, such a smart reference to Marvel." There's also an Agent Carter. Got it. I'm on it now, friends. I'm with you now. Yeah, we promise. She did laugh. It was just after the episode was recorded. She was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> so. Let's not wait any longer. Without much further ado, let's begin this next episode of JK, We Are Rolling. Last time on JK, We Are Rolling. We shieldless awoke to the bells of Neudrachenberg. We were all visited by strange dreams the night before. Cecily tried to piece together who Pechta was from different clues she had collected, while Jasper and I recovered from our traumatizing nightmares. Mildred entered the room and helped us make it look uh, like less of a disaster zone. She answered a few questions about the Great Hunt, but then hurried us off to an assembly in the Great Hall. Our friends from Bear Shield had saved us seats, so we had a good view of the front of the assembly. Ross Ehrenmann assured the school body of their safety and then introduced some guests of the castle who would be investigating Flip McCool's disappearance. The first was Councilwoman Karen Karenga, one of the political leaders of the USAFE Accords. The second was an international agent. Finally, another couple got up to ask any students with information to come forward. That couple was none other than Flip's parents themselves. At the end, Ross called for… who else? The three of us were called to his office immediately. We went there directly, Cecily knew the way, and entered his office for the first time. The foundation stone sat there right in front of us. But Ross quickly began to talk to us about the nature of magic and about our future at Neudrachenberg. Our conversation was interrupted by a knock at the door, however. Karen Karenger and the agent of Menarch entered to ask some questions. Agent Carter who sounds suspiciously similar to our least favorite wolf shield, leaned over Jasper and began asking about their visit to the restricted area. I think we might be in pretty hot water now, 
So, you are in Ross Ehrenmann's office. Ross is standing slightly off to the side from his desk. He's taking a side position. He's looking on as you are between Councilwoman Karengar on one side of you and Agent Carter on the other side of you. Agent Carter is the closest to the door, leaning in over Jasper. I believe, Sassley, you're sitting in the middle and Eric is sitting the furthest over because he was the first to enter the room. Councilwoman Karengar is on the side where Eric is. Now Carter has just leaned into you and the agent has asked, Now I heard you were near the restricted section. What information was so important that you needed to head there after your first class? And he's leaned in to a profusely sweating (laughs) Jasper, uh, who he is looking at directly. But Karen, Karen Karangar, I call her Karen, she's a friend of mine. (laughs) But Karen Karangar takes a step in and waves a placating but respectful hand towards the agent. Now, Agent Carter, surely we can begin with some questions to lay a more foundational base here, she says. They share a look, and he says, Of course, you're right. We've already had a short testimonial from the other first contact witness. And as they look at each other, you think back, and you remember not seeing Mildred directly after the assembly. As you had spoken with Bear Shield, grabbed bread rolls, made your way to Ross's office, had a conversation with him, it occurs to you after hearing that they've talked to another witness, maybe she didn't go directly to class like you'd assumed. Hmm. We're just going to ask you some questions about the day that the amulet um, and your fellow student went missing. He tucks away his wand, which if you'll remember is in a casing that makes it more look like a police baton. He pulls out... Such a pleasant guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> a friendly, friendly officer in the neighborhood. Oh, he's, I mean, he's a, he, he is a government agent. He's ready to do battle. But he puts that away, and he pulls out a notepad and a pen. Karen Karengar says, Try to answer to the best of your ability. That was so... I, I'm so sorry. I hope no one Scandinavian is listening. I didn't even know that's supposed to be Scandinavian, so I don't think anyone like is a, going to it's, be it's, it's just like a... It's like a vaguely Northern European nothing <laughs> accent, you know? <laughs> I see, from, I see. from the magical land of Scandinavia. <laughs> I think as long as no one recognizes that dialect, no one feels offended by it. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, exactly. That was my plan. All along, we are impartial. <laughs> so she says... Try to answer to the best of your ability. So, here's the way this interrogation will work. Basically, have one person who's more of an expert on the information regarding Flip, and one person who's looking more intensely into the amulet. You will get seven questions from both of varying levels of difficulty. Some might be very easy, and some might be harder. For certain answers to those questions, you will gain a trust point. If you earn enough trust points, You might get information from one of them or both of them after, but they keep their trust points separately. It's not a combined pool. Each will ask seven questions, and the more questions you get correct, the more trust you earn with them. Oh, so it's more like a quiz. I thought we have to, like, we have to fool them. (laughs) Well, (laughs) no, we have to remember stuff correctly. Yeah, maybe you have to decide whether you want to tell the truth or not. Some questions will be factual. And some questions you will have to try to think of the best way to answer. And it's possible I will give partial credit to partially correct answers. Because this will be 
a bit of a memory game. <laughs> Remember, anything that makes you look like a suspect or makes you look guilty will not help you earn trust. Wow, I feel like I'm in an escape room. <laughs> and you will get less answers then at the end. So it might be tempting to say the truth, and that's not always a bad thing, but you have to think about the implications. And losing trust, if you gain not enough trust, there also might be bad implications <laughs> coming from this particular encounter. Wow. I'm super nervous. We are already lost. I'm like super nervous. I don't want to go to magic prison. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen Karengar takes a step out in front of you and addresses you. She says, so first, let's just get some basics out of the way. She pulls forth a set of index cards from inside her purple jacket pocket and seems to focus for a second. She then claps her hands together and they begin orbiting around her like the rings of a planet. Wow. It's very anime. <laughs> they circle around her and they fan out evenly. As the cards turn, you can see the side that she's written on, but she seems to use some sort of coded language to take her notes so you don't know what any of it means. As one passes her, she touches it and it changes from white to a light green color. You met Flip McCool on the first day of school when you were late to the shield naming ceremony. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Is that not? Well, well, to be precise, we met him not directly at the ceremony. We've been in the same car together as Mildred collected all of us. Yeah, we were all late. Yeah, it was kind of a road trip. Uh, according to my notes, you met on the train platform. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember what the train is called that takes the students to Neudrakenberg? I know, I know, I know! He knows that. Well, I don't know the exact term, but it is the Flixbus, and this is the Flix train, but the magic Flix train. Something like this, hopefully. I mean, we don't actually remember because the train was already gone. That's why we took the, the car. Yeah. You guys can confer with each other in between. I will allow that, but be careful while you confer. But I will let you talk about the answer before you decide on a specific answer. You know, you can all agree. Maybe maybe she can just cover her ears as long as we talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, that's always how interrogators are. They're always like, hold on, I'll let you talk first. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Let, let, let me not listen to you. But guys, I'm really sure that this was a flix buzz because... Oh, now we are in the meta again, because uh, Michael used the, the, the whole Flix thing because of kind of German transport. What do you think? So you think it's it's a magical Flix train? I think it was. I'm, I'm, I'm super sure that the word Flix was in the name. I can't. I don't know anymore. I don't know the name. Wow, if he's going to ask me the color of Mildred's socks, I'm out of here. I'm like, <laughs> I write so much stuff just, down. Just remember I... there's a flamingo in your office. <laughs> I, I, we can go with that. It's better than... You don't have anything other to, to offer? No, no, hmm. nothing. I don't have anything in that regard. Well, I mean, that's good on the one hand because it could be right. But on the other hand, I could be the fool if the answer is wrong. Yeah, that that is fine with me as well. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, I just think that's that's the closest we can. Um, you, you, may, you, may, you may offer an answer. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I, I imagine that we're always looking right at her and just our mouse going like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Miss <laughs> <laughs> okay. Karenga. Councilwoman Karengar. Oh, yeah, Miss Councilwoman. Wow, she's specific. 
<laughs> we decided as a group that we believe it was called something like a magic flicks train, more or less. She says, very interesting, okay. And she touches that note card and it remains that green color, but it circles around back behind her into a separate thing. So this is a question that she's already asked. So now she has kind of two different orbiting sets of note cards. Wow, she doesn't even tell us if it's right on or wrong. <laughs> she does not tell you if it's right or wrong. Isn't that amazing? No, she doesn't. <laughs> does anyone have a sponge? I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm already getting ready for jail, guys. <laughs> so from the other side of you, Agent Carter clears his throat slightly, and you can see that he's like a little taken aback that that Councilwoman Karangar's notes are way cooler than his. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, uh, <clears throat> let's take it even further back and make sure we know who we're talking to. Unfortunately, there aren't any arcane scientists with us today that can dispel illusions, but I believe we can suss out anything off kilter here. So they're trying to establish a basis that you three are who you say you are. So what was used as the handle to access the portal to the train platform this year? Oh, it was this Fanta thing, right, guys? Wasn't it in the in the drinking machine? Yes. When you yeah. when you take out the 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 can, wasn't it like that? Yeah. If if you try to take. Yeah, it out. I didn't because I was too short. Remember, guys? I I remember, and you have been too short to get the little thing to ring the bell. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to always say I'm too short. I was too short to do that one. What? Well, I anyways, didn't I... always say you are too short. You mentioned it. <laughs> well, that that hurts. Anyways, what do you do? Do you guys remember that the guy said that the drinks are in the house, but we never got anything? Just what it's going Right. <laughs> anyway, I think it's the Fanta as well. It's the Fanta can. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A Fanta. Yes, that's that's good to know. All right. Moving on. And Karen Karengar says, thank you, thank you. Um, we'd like to get into some more specifics. Anything that Flip might have said to you while you were with him? Uh, did he mention which shield he wanted to be in? And she touches another card, which changes color. And this she does for every question that she asks. As she asks the question, the card changes color to a green color. So she asks you, what shield did Flip want to be in? Guys, I think I remember it. Because I think I know exactly how he said it. It was, I think, when we left the van and got our way to the castle. Because we were talking about the our shields, what we might like, because we were just getting to know the the shields. And I think that... Whoa, she's with the wings. I remember, I remember. Yes, yes. And he said, I, I tried to, I tried to, to do his voice. Oh, I think I'm going to go wolf shield. Yeah, wolf shield. Cool, 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 cool. And he said cool a lot of times. I think it was wolf shield. Yeah, because he's Flip McCool. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. That's why he said cool, cool, cool. I think as well it has been wolf shield. Yeah, we will say it. <laughs> say it. Say it out loud. Okay. Memory, please, please. Miss Councilwoman. <clears throat> oh, oh. Yes. We think it was Wolf Shield. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Wolf Shield. Okay. Oh, that's very interesting. Very interesting indeed. <laughs> and she touches that card and it moves to the other orbiting set of cards around her. She finds everything interesting. Agent Carter is scribbling on his notepad and he's saying, could you do me a favor and describe the Amulet of Intention? This is the amulet that they used for the shield naming ceremony. Uh, we just want to see if you remember anything odd about how it appeared that day. So what did the amulet look like exactly? Guys, the question is for you. <laughs> um, 
I I need to think about that. Holy heck. It all went so fast. I mean, we didn't even get to see it from close, you know? That's why we are the shieldless. Just what you remember. Yeah, what do I actually remember about <laughs> that? That was in my mind. It um it talked. Like like the thing that I remember it had it was on a chain, for sure. It did talk. <laughs> no it didn't. That's... No, it, it didn't talk. It did not talk. <laughs> Now that I really think about it. <laughs> As you say that, Agent Carter looks up for a second and scribbles down a little more. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You cannot write everything down. These are just my thoughts. It's just been, it's been already one and a half tough weeks. <laughs> you know, for the characters, this is like one week ago. But for us, we we are recording yeah. how long? Oh my god, it's been this is like eight months ago, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, like and those details heck. Yeah, but this is the most important event that's that's happened. This is the catalyst for everything, so that's why they need to check it out. Yeah, yeah, sure, I understand why they ask these questions. Why didn't you tell us when we did it in the first place? <laughs> Hold on, you talk to Michael. I'm gonna listen to episode one secretly. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys could just tell me you know, if if you remember the colors of of the amulet that day or anything like that, guys, was it blue? But guys, I I would assume that if it was something between gold and silver, I would say it was gold. Probably Great. more I would gold say it was silver. silver. <laughs> oh, why would you say <laughs> no. that? I don't know. I also I have blue in my mind, but it can be totally gold. <laughs> was it? Was it, I mean there are. There were, I mean, we know that there were words appearing on the amulet. That was, you know, you, you wear it like a necklace. Yeah. Like a big metal uh, necklace. And then there was like a big amulet in front of it. And then there were words appearing on it. Yeah. Yeah, but the color, I don't remember. Is it? But when you say blue, maybe the amulet stone was blue where the words are written on. I don't. I mean, we, we can talk a little bit out of that because we have been pretty far back as... Flip got the amulet around his neck and then it poofed and disappeared. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Tell him that. Tell him we that. Didn't get a clean, very clean look on it. Okay. So, Mr. Carter, um, what I said with someone talked was, you know, there was so much terrible stuff happening and the voice appeared and then that person was wandering in the halls again and I was mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. scared and my my dear friends to my right and left they were also very scared yeah. so we, we actually lost a little bit of our memory oh. so you don't tell anything at all? you lost a little bit of your memory very yes. interesting you don't remember anything about what the amulet looked like that day the amulet that was in the center of the room that was placed around Flip but we were all the way in the back, all the way in the back because we were late. Would you like to take a guess as to what the... <laughs> well, as Eric mentioned, I'm very small. <laughs> all I can say it was like a necklace, like put around. Yeah, you could put it around your neck. Yeah. And then words <laughs> appeared on the amulet. Mm -hmm. Okay, good to know. Thank you. Shouldn't he know? Why is he asking us? Yeah, he's he's checking to see if your account matches other accounts. That's why it's building trust. So if you say different stuff or anything that sounds suspicious, then not suspicious at all. It was silver, gold, and blue. <laughs> yeah, you get totally, totally chill. Totally chill, not suspicious at all. <laughs> okay, Karen Krangar says yes, and and she looks a little annoyed with the agent. She says and flip. What what did he look like? Like she's a little annoyed. He's only asking about the amulet. She's like. 
could, could you tell me any of Flip's defining characteristics on the day? Eric says sleep. I think <laughs> Flip and I, we were glasses brothers. I think he also wore glasses, but I don't know the shape. He had this wonderful Irish accent. That I remember pretty well. Dark hair. I think it was dark hair color. And he wore glasses. And his dad couldn't find a parking spot. Yeah, but that doesn't explain how he looks. His dad couldn't find the parking spot. That <laughs> makes him a tall boy. <laughs> how did he look? He had an Irish accent and his dad couldn't find a parking spot. <laughs> that's what he looks like. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's helpful. And was he also like the colors of his clothes were like, were they like? Clotherish. Earth tones like khaki, brown, green. I really think it was something like that. So, so should we just say he looked Irish? Yeah, you. They they should make something out of it. I will say in general, in these like kind of fact checking things, it's better to guess something that might be wrong and that's specific than to not say anything because that is suspicious yeah because you're gonna lose the points either yeah. way you know like yeah, oh, yeah like a shot in the dark if it seems like it's a fact checking question better to just go for it okay i would say each of us says something that <laughs> they remember like you know these you know these pictures in school where the first one just draws the head and then passes it and the next one has to draw the body without seeing the head and then the other one has to yeah. draw the trousers. Oh this is what so we do. Funny. Can I do the head, please? Please let me do the head. Yeah, you you do the head. Um, Miss Councilwoman, let us describe Flip from top to bottom. Oh yes, thank you. That'd be very helpful. Thank yeah. you. So I think that he had dark colored hair, a bit. Not not too too styled, but not too messy, like something in between. And he wore glasses. Okay. Yeah, and I think his clothes were actually brown, beige, green, khaki. This like um, earth tone clothes. Earth tone, earth tone clothes. Okay, good to know. Yeah, okay, like he seemed to be like a very nature loving person. But I really didn't speak a lot with him because I really wanted to sit in the front of the car. And I had Cecily, that's also... not the time, Cecily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think he was somewhere around my size, not not in stature. I'm I'm a little bit thin and small in comparison to him. He was a little bit broader than me. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the right word. All right. Thank you for that. Yeah, he was definitely taller than me. Definitely. That's what I remember. <laughs> Thank you, Sassley. That's very that's very helpful. Thank you, Sassley. Yes. Yeah, you're welcome. That wasn't actually something I was worried about, but good to know that he was taller than you. Oh, good, Sassley. Good. <laughs> and she smiles at you guys at that, at that moment, like a comforting and we, smile. And, and we smile back. <laughs> it seems... It's not like we have another choice. It seems like with Karen Karengar, you might be making good progress. I will let you know that okay. from how she's treated. Yeah. Agent Carter does not look as enthusiastic. Well, mm. don't... Of course. Why, why won't I wonder? Like. So Agent Carter looks at you and he says, uh, Yes, also, while we're going over descriptions... We have it well documented, the color of the words of the amulet as it projects them. What color were the words of the amulet that day? Now, we know that the amulet projects words out from the stone in the middle of it. But what color were the words of the amulet? Wasn't it red at the one with flip? Could this be the moment where I, Lucas, say that my character is colorblind? <laughs> maybe. Maybe that could <laughs> No, he isn't, but 
<laughs> oh, that would have made it a lot more easier now. Cecily, you, you said something about blue. Yeah, but I just guessed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think ordinarily it's blue. I mean, we, we came in. I mean, it actually would make sense if something is dangerous and It usually is like danger is always red and something mean. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I have red in, in my head as a color. And maybe it, it was a bit darker because maybe it has something to do with, you know, the shadow realm. It could be, I don't know. So I don't think it was a bright, shining light. Do you think it's blue? Maybe because of the touchstones. Um, excuse me, we really tried to talk about this because it was really far away. And that light, who? I It just came out of nowhere when that happened. Like, Of course, it, I understand this all happened yeah, very quickly. That's why it's just important quickly. that you give us as accurate as a description as you can. Yes, about that being accurate um. um guys why don't you just keep talking and discussing and jasper slowly turns his head back if he is still there towards mm -hmm. ehrenmann mm -hmm. <laughs> oh ross is not going to interfere with this <laughs> with, with this no, he's not going to interfere we we are doomed in that case <laughs> hey Jasper, Jasper, did you write anything in your book? Can you roll for it? I will I will let you one time during this roll a research roll. Oh no. We'll say that you looked it up like that you had notes from that day because you did say you wrote notes, but we'll see if you included that detail in your notes because then you would know it. So I won't let you use it for any more, but I'll let you use it one time. What do you think? Maybe we should save it up. We should save it and then just say... How about we all say a different color because then... <laughs> what? I, I don't want to like crush your dreams, but that might be really suspicious. <laughs> yeah, you <I> think? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it just makes him not be too sure about his color that he had in mind. Remember, not all of the questions are going to be fact-checking questions. So you might want to use that research role while they're fact-checking questions. I'm not saying that there aren't more fact-checking questions coming up. I'm just, I'm just saying. I think that's a hint. You should roll yeah, for it. Be because he was saying it. So we. <laughs> I'm not mm -hmm. saying that. <sighs> no, you should do it. Try to roll. I mean, we know you're good at those rolls when you have to check out the book. I, can, I just give the book to you and you roll. Um, well, you're the only one with an extra plus one to research, so. Mr. Carter, that was a very, very strange day, and we, we did actually do some notes in a book. If it's okay to just check it up, because we can't quite remember. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Sure. Yes? Sure. I think that uh, Agent Carter is interested in uh, seeing what notes you have, so he's going to look over your shoulder at whatever you've written down. Yeah, of course. This freaking book. And Sassy looks at him and she's also suspicious. She looks at Carter and she's like, what is he doing? Why is he like so close? Uh, you are in the middle of an interrogation yeah. pulling out a book <laughs> full of notes. Yeah. So I'm assuming that these notes are on a different page than your notes about Mildred's super secret ritual, which you also wrote down. Yes. So it's not the same page. Um, uh, hold on. Is it a good idea to tell him about the book? Ah, my nerves. Maybe we should... Well, he already did. He did. Just out of curiosity, as, as the book is How to Be a Witty Wizard at the front, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to see 
got his reaction on that you title. You know, that is a really good point. I'm going to roll for Agent Carter to see if he even bothers with this book because it's so clearly an absolutely bogus book. Maybe you'll get lucky. Um, I'm going to roll investigation for him and see feel offended. if he like has any ideas. But I will say he has a high investigation, so he might get that. But let's take a look and see. No. No, actually... I, that's a good point, and that totally works out for you. He <laughs> takes one look at that book, and he goes, yeah, you can look in that book. <laughs> that's actually fine. Yes! <laughs> okay. Yes! So, <laughs> by virtue of being such a ridiculous book, you may roll a research roll. Lucas. Please. <gasps> it's an 18. Yeah. An 18. Ooh. Okay. Tell him, tell him, Jeff, but what you wrote down. <laughs> you see there, you had forgotten this, but you see written in your notes, this is your only freebie, you see there that as the amulet projected words out of it, they were large floating green words. Wow, we were so wrong. You were That's what wrong. we thought. I, I love that we talked about yeah. gold, blue, and red. Love this. Yeah. Love, Love it. it. So yeah, Jasper is sitting there, like going through all the pages. I'm so uh, <clears throat> he's a bit nervous. I'm so uh, uh, oh, I think maybe it's here, Mister Mister Carter, Mister Agent Carter. Um, the thing I wrote down is that it could have been maybe like large floating green words that came out of the amulet. Right, they were green. Okay, all right. Checks out. <laughs> checks out. Good job for writing it down, Jasper. I should do that more often again. Karen once again takes center, and she says, We have from Mildred Mulberry a record of what Philip said when he received his wand. Uh, do any of you remember what he said? It would be helpful to back up our other witness. And this is the first time that you realize that if you don't get enough trust points, you might not be the only ones in trouble. The negative consequences might be for other characters. So, Mildred Mulberry has given them a statement. She remembered pretty well what Flip said when he received his wand. Do any of you remember what Flip said or something close to what he said? It needs to resemble what he said. It doesn't have to be word for word. Guys, I actually think that I remember it because I remember exactly that when Cecily got the wand, the first she, uh, thing she did was Hebenschweb. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and, and it was a, maybe a, a little bit of a disaster, but when Flip got the wand... He took it like, you know, like something holy. He held it in his hands and then he said something like, Oh, with this wand there comes so much responsibility. He said that it is a powerful thing and then you should you should be responsible for what you do and that is this is something you 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 have to be very careful about. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was really distracted with my with trying to fly yeah you've been distracted mm. a tiny bit but, but and then maybe he said something like i can i can do something great i can become something great with this i can do something good yeah and good good do something good and great and I, responsibilities I, I, I think i think that's fitting everything that sounds like good and reasonable okay you said that kind of in character do you just want that to be your response <laughs> so you don't have to repeat that that was my response karen says good to know good to know thank you and she's She's nodding. Things are going well with Karen Karengar. Oh, Flip is my man. Agent Carter, once again, 
is scooting even more towards the front. They were staring on the side of you, and they've both, each time they've asked a question, taken one step towards the middle. So, so they're their own progress bar for exactly. the question. Yeah. It's getting warm in here. It's cozy. And Agent Carter says, yeah, speaking of speaking, I've been trying to get an accurate account of what the amulet said the night it went missing, but it's been difficult to get it exactly right. Uh, do you remember the words the amulet said? It would be helpful if you are as precise as possible. I can remember one sentence. I just remember it said something like, I'm wandering back in these halls. I, sh- like I shall walk, walk these halls again. again. He says, let me help. Oh, he's helping. He likes us. He's helping. I just want to get an accurate account and some words in some places keep changing. So I want to try to get the correct phrase here. Now... The first thing that the amulet we know said is, the choice is clear, but that's not unusual. This is what the amulet says before announcing any choices made during the shield naming ceremony. But then the text changed. We know he said, I must do something. What did he say after I must? Well, he probably planned some serious business. What I was thinking. (laughs) Or maybe the amulet had an hiccup. Fastnet return? I, I, I think it was return. I think. I'm not sure. Okay, we go with return. Okay, um, so he said, I must return. And then he said, my long something is finally over. Um, you remember that? My long something is finally over. Maybe something like... He didn't say my long something. That's what I know. Maybe wait? Or, or like absence? My long night? My long, my long wait, wait? My, my long, long wait? I, I, I think it was something with absence. It's about something returning. Yeah. I need you to pick one singular word that you think that was. Mm-hmm. Why, wait? Wait? Is that what he said? Wait? Hold on, hold no, on. No, 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 no. So much no. pressure, so much pressure. Did he? <laughs> it could be wait. It could be wait. It could be wait. Okay. And then the amulet said, soon I shall once more blank where I have long been blank. Walk. Walk these halls again. Walk these halls again. Yeah. Soon I shall once more blank where I have long been blank. Walk where I have long been gone. Or forgotten. Was it forgotten? Or I think forgotten was last. Walk was the first blank and forgotten the last, I think. I think... The magician master should have used the word forgotten because this would have sounded more ooh, mysterious. So let's go with that. <laughs> so you believe that the sentence was, my long wait is finally over and soon I shall once more walk where I have long been forgotten. That sounds very epic. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> Good. All right. Now the two interrogators circle you. Agent Carter says... Thank you. We're going to move on to some further questions. They switch positions now, realizing that they've been slowly edging up to the front, <laughs> accidentally <laughs> kind of fighting each other for superiority like of the dominant position in the room. But they switch positions. So now that Karen is on Jasper's side, Agent Carter tries to take the central position to face the three of you by doing that cool police move where he sits on the front of the desk super casually uh but the desk is way too high because it's made for centaurs and he like can't quite get his butt to slip over the edge uh it looks not cool at all and it just he tries to play it off like he was just testing his muscles against it like uh, and then coolly walks over to eric's side of the room Ross is still standing near the back side of the room watching. 
listening and thinking. Be aware that anything you say, Ross Ehrenmann will also hear. His face betrays no emotion, but he has the solidity that just makes you feel like nothing can go too out of control while he's in the room. And uh, then he leaves the room. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, gosh, what a can relief. you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Because he goes into our room to check out the furniture. <laughs> so Karen says, now, uh, moving forward to your time here at Neudrachenberg, after speaking to Miss Mulberry, we've been made aware she used her private vehicle to pick up late students and bring them to school. However, when we asked to see the vehicle in question, She said it was in the Encanto Auto Shop for repairs. Uh, due to her talisman, uh, that's the mechanism that you might use to activate a vehicle's ability to enter the Encanto Bahn. She said her talisman is in disrepair. It would be very helpful for us, uh, since you were in the car with Miss Mulberry while on the Encanto Bahn, if you could tell us uh, what the talisman is. We want to verify that when we're able to get a look at the car. How was it that her car entered the Encanto Bahn? So what did Mildred do to make her car enter the Encanto Bahn? Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes, the <clears throat> questions are getting harder. <laughs> Heck! I'm thinking about, I can remember, that's, that's the mean part. She used her wand a few times, but that was because of Cecily trying to climb in the front. Which was rather distracting and alluring to the memory. Holy heck, what did she do? Excuse me, guys, I didn't mean to distract, I didn't know that Like, so many episodes later, we would get asked that. <laughs> but but, but that, that is a good question. I mean, she probably asked, is going to ask Mildred about it. And since she did. Mildred... They did already. Oh, probably. she already did. I think did. they had already because they had already the talk. So mm -hmm. And Mildred insisted that we would sit in the back. So maybe it wasn't that obvious for us to see. Mm. Yeah. You saw it. <laughs> Magician Master here. You mm. saw it. Just like you yeah. saw the amulet. <laughs> you can tell them that you didn't see it, but you saw it. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, did she do something with the muck again? She's doing a lot of stuff with the muck, but I don't think it was the muck. Actually, I think that, that would have been too obvious. I think it was probably the... Was it the wand? Did she put the wand in She the... She did something with the wand, I guess. But I can't remember, for the love of God, what exactly she did. <laughs> we can just say... we Let's just say we didn't see it. I mean, to be honest... Like it's it was new for us as well as like as students. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Um, so I just have to say that it was very new for us and we did not really see that. It was all so much that we just we were late. We felt bad, and I just wanted to sit in the front, but she wanted that we sit in the back, and we did not really see that. Oh, okay. Well, that's a shame, but thank you for being honest. I know I feel very sorry, and I wish I would have seen it, and I think Jasper and Eric feel the same way. Yes. You're really a kind woman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She just smiles, a soft smile. And Cecily smiles back. <laughs> <laughs> You've noticed that her flashcards have been changing a different color now. So now you see this is no longer going to be maybe about the details and remembering specific details. So this was the last question that was a detailed question, maybe. <gasps> you now see it's going to be more about reacting in the right way. Okay, huzzah. So instead of turning green, her note cards begin to turn orange. Hmm. The warning color. The last one is like pure red. 
like a traffic light. Did you take flip? <laughs> no, never. Agent Carter leans into Eric and says, Some reports say that the Alps, which were on school property last week, were heading directly to your housing area. Did you happen to see what direction they went when you encountered them? It would have to have been a room in the same area as yours. That we're sure of. Well, I think that's rather easy to answer at that point. All I can say in that regard, um, we had the one lesson with trying to catch Bumper, the Wrestlebok, and mm -hmm. as we were there, three Alps came through the barrier, um, mm -hmm. two were heading to the castle, and one was heading towards us. Um, we don't know where the Alps exactly went, um, right. we can just go with all the other set. Okay, so you didn't see if the other two Alps were heading in another direction that wasn't your room. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. Good to know. And Cecily was a bunny. Yeah, I was a bunny. Oh, oh. in my mm. dreams I was. Sometimes uh, sometimes I'm a bunny in my dreams. He just quirks an <laughs> eyebrow at you. <laughs> and you're reminded that while he is basically Brock Carter, he's a much smarter Brock Carter. <laughs> <laughs> kind of simmering intelligence. Jasper, Jasper, <laughs> Jasper, he shouldn't know that. What? Be because remember who made me a bunny. And Cecily looks at Brock Carter's father, father and she also copies the eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to get beef with both Carters. Awesome. <laughs> Karen Karangar asks, um, also, did you notice anyone acting strangely this week? Was there anyone who looked odd or out of place on the castle grounds recently? Another note card turns orange. Us? <laughs> I actually think Brock Carter always acts out of, like, I don't know if he's out of character, but he always acts strange. Yeah, so basically she's asking if you guys have any idea about who might be the guilty person. You can choose somebody to throw the blame on now, or you can say anybody that might have been suspicious on the grounds last week. Do you think it makes sense for me to try to throw Brock Carter under the bus in front of his dad <laughs> without being mean, just to justify if he brought up something later that I can be like, see, I wonder if he has a problem with us. Because if we bring that well, up first... <laughs> the only thing we can really say that Brock was suspicious was the time when he and his friends tried to follow us. Invisible. No, I would say I would say he's always super mean to us, and he was always as as if he had a problem with us the whole time. So if he brought, I will remind you that the first question that Brock's father asked you was why you were at the restricted area on your first day of school, which we didn't answer yet. Only people. No, you didn't answer. The <laughs> only people who know that you were there on the first day of school are Wolf Shield. They're the only ones who know other than Enda. So you know that Brock and his father talk regularly. That's why I think it's smart to already start in front of the others, bring up that Brock has a problem with us before they bring it up. Okay. That's honest. Yeah, I, I will not probably be that honest, but like I will go in that direction. Is that okay Okay, okay for you guys? Yes. Um, Mr. Carter, mm -hmm. I, um, so... We actually got along with everyone here in, in the castle and we are very we are very happy here, but we actually did have a feeling that um, I think it is your son, Brock Carter, that he and his friends, they are not very happy about us being here and I, um, I find that very sad because I think 
You have a great son, and I think he has so much potential. Um, and I really wish we all could be friends. But sometimes I wonder if he doesn't like us, and that makes us very sad. Ugh. That makes us sad, and and sometimes he's very mean to us, and I wonder. Yeah, he's bullying us. I wonder if he has a problem with us, and that is the only strange thing that we realized here. He looks at you really hard for a second, and then nods, and he says, Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Hope he doesn't bully us, too. She looks She looks at Jasper and Eric. She's like, Shall I give him a hug? <laughs> you see um, Karen Krangar writing in her note, um, but they both write in their notes, actually, at that moment. Brock needs to get smarter to <laughs> look at them without being suspicious. <laughs> needs to teach him to be better. Also, Sassy <laughs> says he has great potential and is a great guy. <laughs> you look at the notes and it just says, School counselor session with Brock, 3 p.m. <laughs> He's like, after school counseling. <laughs> then Agent Carter asks his question. So, tell me about the restricted section. What are first three years doing in that area on their first day? Okay, real quick between us. <laughs> like, yeah. they should not know that we were in there because Leela said she was in there for us. Like, she said that. I think so, the, best, the best thing we can say is we were attacked by shadow creatures by the Druids and we wanted to know more about them. But for mm -hmm. that... I would say we got lost. I would say we didn't want to go there. Well, uh, yeah, remember, wasn't it? Well, we talked with Ender. It's not really lost. No, but like we, we went there accidentally and talked to Ender then, but I wouldn't say we went in. Yeah, wasn't it like, because in the end, because we also have uh, uh, Ross Ehrenmann in the in the room. That's it. And, and he knows that Leela said she was in there. Yeah. I don't want to say that we went in there. Mm -hmm. All I want to say is we would have a reason at least to see for the information. Like we could have asked a teacher. We asked Goethe at first if we if there's some books about shadow creatures and he mentioned yes in the forbidden area we went there and like no you can't enter all right okay then what do we need you need that i think we should just say that we got uh, lost okay okay i don't know i mean you can say that we wanted to go in because of druids i just think i don't think ross Ehrman would like that we go on our own on the in the thing at in, in general oh but no no i think it's good because as as, as soon as eric I, i'm whispering as soon as eric mentions that we didn't actually go there as as soon as we uh, learned that it's forbidden. I think it's the right thing to do. So the curiosity itself is not like a bad thing, but then to know, oh, we are not allowed to, and then we just went off. Okay. So maybe, Eric, do you want to answer it? Uh, so about that, um, we had been attacked the day before uh, by druids mm -hmm. and got told those are shadow creatures and... We kind of wanted to know a little bit more about that. We asked Goethe if there are any books. He said, yes, they are. They are in that area over there. Then we were there and uh, stood there, told us we can't enter because we are first years and we need special permissions for that. Well, a shame. Okay. All right. Interesting to know. He seems to cock an eyebrow when you mention Enda. Hmm, he heard something about Enda earlier this week. Karen Karengar says, Now, many of the items on this campus and the people close to them can be tempting for people in the castle. Uh, this item trader student who's in the Owlery in his free time, uh, what's his name? Matthias. 
Matthias. Matthias in Tausa. Oh, okay. And and what's the name of his shop that he set up there? I, I know he has a name for it. <laughs> <laughs> Something with magical items. Uh. Wasn't it magical supplies? By the way, you know this is her last question. Yeah, yeah I, I, I kept count. So it's Matthias Hinterhauser, and he has this shop with magical items or magical supplies. Mm-hmm. And um, he... It would he, just be really helpful. We would we do want to talk to him later if you would give us a little bit of background what you know so far. So we, we, were, we were hoping to find out the name of what he calls that operation there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... He, he probably has a good idea of, how, like, how he says this also. I don't want to, like, speak it out wrong. Um, and he has a strong dialect. He, 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 he talks sometimes really fast. Just sometimes. But, <laughs> guys, wasn't it, a, wasn't it more like trading instead of selling? Yeah, he's trading them. That's, tr- that's correct. He's trading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, okay. But you, you don't remember the name at all. No no idea of what that might have been there. Okay, okay, yeah, that's fine. She touches this last index card, which turns orange and then flips into the rest of the cards. She claps her hands together. They collapse back into her hands from their orbit and she tucks them in her jacket pocket again. Agent Carter flips his notepad closed and says, uh, thank you for your time today. Uh, we'll be in touch, I assure you. Oh, a quick question for you. As new students, have you noticed any promising young field mages in the first year class? Uh, is he referring to the duel? What is he doing? He's asking if you've met any promising young field mages in the first year class. You know, those are the ones who tend to kick the butts of anyone. They have pretty powerful spells. We met one. Is Brock a field mage? Brock Carter is a freaking field mage, if I remember correctly. Is he, Michael? I, I cannot tell you that. This is the final question. Oh, I thought we... Oh, sorry. I, I... He's asking you about any, like, pretty competent field mages you might have met in the first year class. I think Brock Carter is one, right? Yeah. The, the thing is, that's a question. We can say it's a little bit difficult to answer because the one time we, we had a, so to say, dueling class, things were pretty crazy with all the things we were able to do. Because of all the different fumes that appeared and gave us abilities and such. But he was good. Yeah, he, he was good in the things he did. And you get the idea he's asking this honestly. He really wants to know if you've met any field mages who, who seem to be good in the first year class. What was Leela again? She was able to, to, to make things bigger or smaller. To make things bigger or smaller, yes. Something a field mage can do. Was that a field mage spell? I don't think. No, no, no. Well, the, the, the honest thing is that actually Brock was... I think Brock, huh? Yeah, like he actually was one of the strongest in the duel. Yep. Whether or not he is an actual field mage, I don't know, but... No, 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 uh, Brock, Brock should be a field mage. He destroyed us too, so... Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to remember the, the other ones, what their magic schools are. I'm, I'm just not too sure about that. No, well, the other one was the potions master, but he only poisoned himself so it wasn't that great yeah yeah and then there was the girl in wolf shield she was like mm, i'm gonna you ass. and then she didn't actually was the 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 creature creature master are any of the bear shields field mages of our three the magician master arcane sciences mage and i'm the magician master <laughs>
musician, magician, um, <laughs> and arcane sciences mage, and I think the other one is also a professor of tomorrow. Yeah, professor of tomorrow. I think the only field mage so far we really saw do something was Brock, wasn't he? I mean, that's what I said at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Brock is the only one I have in my mind right now. It could be that there are others in the other shields, that's for sure, but I think we didn't really get in contact with those too much. Agent Carter has listened to you talk about, like, you know, who is what, shield, like, and, and different people that you've met, and he says, okay, all right, uh, thank you very much. That's helpful to know. And he and Karengar pull off to the side to converse for a second. You have now finished this class. I'll let you know wow. if you were successful Yay. or not <laughs> in interrogation 101. Karengar steps forward, and you have done a really good job of earning her trust here. Out of a possible seven points, you got 6.5 points. Yay. So that is very Yay. good. Very, very good indeed. Let's talk about Agent Carter. That's not so good. Mm. <laughs> Agent Carter's standing slightly further back. Doesn't seem like you were as successful in this class with him. I will tell you that since you were successful with at least one person, you will all get a growth point from this class. Time to write something so, down. Yes. Yes. So we'll be able to give you guys a modifier on one of your abilities next time. So first, Agent Carter is going to speak. Uh, he, because he doesn't have that much to say to you before he excuses himself. The good news is you did get enough to not break his trust. He's not actively mistrustful of you at this moment. <laughs> he says, thank you for spending time with me today and answering my questions. Uh, we're going to be looking into this uh, amulet more. For now, suffice it to say that uh, this amulet is a very dangerous item. It is of the utmost importance that we locate it as soon as possible, and that's why Monarch is here investigating, uh, as well as looking for missing student Flip McCool, of course. Now, the amulet was made by an experimental professor of tomorrow. He was called Scevius Macrevius, and as far as we know, Scevius was attempting to connect himself to the Shadow Realm somehow. So... We have reason to believe that there might be connections between Scevius and the events of the school most recently. Please, I ask you to keep an open ear and an open eye, and do let me know if you find anything interesting. I'll be on school grounds this week, if you think of anything else. And then he turns, he does a stiff about face, gives a nod to Ross Ehrenmann, he turns and gives another nod to the councilwoman and exits the door. Karen Karengar watches him go and says, Don't mind him. He's just trying to do the best job that he can. Now, um, there are some interesting things about what you asked me here. I, I believe you. And Ross takes a step forward now as well. This is good for him to hear. He probably has more of a former connection to the councilwoman. That's somebody in his sphere. The Asians from Monarch are like big international bigwigs, but he hasn't had much reason to interact with them in the past. So he's also feeling more at ease with her in the room. She says, now, uh, one thing that's very interesting is that you said Flip wanted to be in Wolfshield. Uh, are you sure of that? I've spoken to his parents earlier, and it seems that Flip wanted to be in Horse Shield. 
So, some of these things don't actually add up. On top of that, I don't believe that Flip wore glasses. I find that very strange. Hmm. Maybe it was some sort of a fashion statement. I know that these things come in and out of vogue. One other thing. Did he mention Star News Song while he was in the van with you? I have it from his parents that he's a big fan of her book. He read her book, Deafness Becomes Her. And, uh... Sassel, you recognize the name of the book, Deafness Becomes Her. <gasps> it is the book that you learned Habenschweib from, her published book for beginner wizards. <sighs> yes, he was a big fan of Star News Song. Did he mention her at all while he was with you? No, we, we, we first were encountered with that name when we went to the dual class, didn't we? Yeah. That's the first time we met her and get to know her name. So... Were there any teachers that he did react very strongly to? Uh, or did he say anything? Well, did he say something about Ross Ehrenmann? Did he talk about Ross Ehrenmann? If I just remember correctly, he was very happy about Ross Ehrenmann. He talked about him pretty enthusiastically. Eric just like takes, takes a short look, uh, looks over to Ross Ehrenmann. Um, he actually talked quite a lot about uh, Mr. Ehrenmann. Mm. Ross doesn't look terribly surprised. He is, after all, a star of stage and screen. <laughs> what a diva. Like, well, not surprised about that. He just takes it in. Who isn't? But Karen Karengar actually pulls out a note card and touches her wand to it, and you see a new note appear there. And she says, well, that's slightly incongruous. Hmm. Very interesting indeed. Um, hmm. Well, thank you, students, for your time. This has been a very helpful and enlightening time with you here. Uh, may I escort you out of the room? Ross, do you need these students anymore? And he shakes his head and says, thank you for your time here. We really appreciate you handling this with respect and integrity. He appreciates us. We do what we can. Thank you. I'm going to talk to you later about stuff. <laughs> you. <laughs> you just can't help but like, but like do a little, <laughs> just this little like, laughs where your air just escapes from your mouth and Karen Karengar ushers you out of the room. She opens the door for you so that you all can exit and closes the door. And um, as you exit, she thanks you once more for your time. She's going to head off in another direction. And she says, oh, I'm sorry. We seem to have taken up all of your class time today. I hope that you don't mind uh, spending some time here with us instead of them, but I promise it's very helpful. And as she's talking to you, Eric, she notices your wand, which you have with you. And she says, oh my, can I see that for a second? Sure. He pulls the wand in her direction, the bow. <laughs> she takes it from you and she looks at it and she examines it and she says, well, I'm not a musician, magician, but this is truly a masterwork. But there's something that really catches my eye about it. And on the bottom of the bow that you would play the violin with, on the bottom of your wand bow, there is an amber stone set in there. And you might remember this from your first day when Jonathan gave it to you. You actually noticed that this stone was there and you never thought anything about it. She says, this is quite unique, but I have seen it before. Uh, I don't know if you children have learned this, but certain stones have magical properties here in the world. And when they're exposed to a high enough magical source, a powerful enough magical source, they have certain properties. Amber, for instance, can be used to feel the connection between things magically. I've seen this once before, this amber. I believe there's one that matches it. 
on the bottom of Ross Ehrenmann's panpipes. Well, interesting. And she hands it back to you. In any case, it's a beautiful work. It must have been made by a master. I trust you children will have a good rest of your day. Is there anything else that you need from me? I'm speechless. I need to think for a moment. Um, Miss Karenga. Yes? Did you ever hear the name Perchta? Perchta? No, not really. That's not something I'm familiar with. Why? Uh, me neither. <laughs> I just, I just read the name somewhere. I was just thinking, thinking about, you know, the Great Hunt, all that stuff that you can read in books. Mm. Oh, the Great Hunt. Yes, yes. Well, that I'm aware of. That I'm aware of. Oh, really? Really? But what, what exactly are you aware of there? <laughs> oh, well, mm, it used to happen around Halloween time and... It was when uh, shadow creatures would emerge and terrorize the creatures on the material plane. Right. But of course, we are so industrialized nowadays with so many humans right. that there's not much of a chance of something like the Great Hunt happening. But I, I do know that there always used to be a leader of the hunt, you know? There always used to be somebody who led these, these shadow creatures, but there hasn't been anything like that in a very long time. How would you call an elk? Is it a shadow creature? Yes, most definitely. Yeah. And it's almost around Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> it's almost like the Great Hunt started again, right, guys? <laughs> oh, I love that imagination. Keep that curiosity alive, young one. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this very helpful talk. Absolutely. Who is the next person you're going to ask questions? Well, I don't think you have to worry about that. You should focus on your schoolwork, shouldn't you? Right, and I will. Okay. Goodbye now, children. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, woman. <laughs> Please, you can call me Councilwoman. And then she walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the Councilwoman and we are friends now? Um, I'm actually hungry. I don't know. Hmm. So, you have the rest of the day free. You were kept and detained through your class. Where would you like to go? So what is it with that you mentioned just? The Perchter and the Great Hunt? You know, that's what I read, this, like, this idea that ch that the Great Hunt is happening again and that this Perchta woman is the leader. And this happens here right now. And we need to figure out who is the leader and why this happens again and what exactly they hunt. And this is also the same thing about, they're like, punishing people and rewarding people. Oh, I don't know. I, we really have to figure that out. Also, Eric... Do you think Ross Ehrenmann is your father? <laughs> what? I don't know. You guys both have instruments. Eric turns to check for a tail. <laughs> I don't know. You never talk about your parents. So I thought, there's an Ember Stone. He's a musician, magician. You are a musician, magician. I don't know. Jasper gets really close to Eric. Do you like apples? <laughs> <laughs> what this? Up with you. This is, I... I think the thing with the stone is like maybe his instrument was also made by Jonathan. Might be a possibility. Jonathan. Jonathan is your father. The three-syllable name. No, no, he he is he's not. Uh, Jasper might remember him. I just saw that you stumbled into him as he uh, was about to leave back then. Yes, he did. He introduced me to you. Yeah, he's he's a good friend of my family. Hmm. He. Oh. Why did he bring you to the train station and not your parents? He actually bites his lip for a second, takes a short look around just to make sure that no one is there, 
apart from those two? Because they forgot me. Like like somewhere they forgot. They forgot you somewhere? Oh, I think he means that they forgot to bring him to the train station. They have forgotten that I exist. And Cecily's mouth is open and she she looks to Jasper and she's like, I I did not know that. How did you get here? Like, do, do, do you write them sometimes? You should tell them that you're alive. I... When I came back one day from Jonathan, I was at his place. I came back and tried to to get into, but but they opened the door and they looked at me and they they didn't know who I who I am and what I wanted and I couldn't get in. So the next thing I did was just returning back to Jonathan. It, it's like they completely... I'm not existent for them. I, I'm not there. Not in, not in the slightest. And did you tell Jonathan? What, did, what does he say? What happened? I, I, I don't know what happened. He, he said that has to be some very big magic in that regard. And that maybe I get an answer if I learn more around here. That's the reason he, he dropped me off. I... <laughs> I got my letter before all of that happened. So that's why you're here. You don't want to learn music. You want to heal your family. I try, at least somehow, but so far, not really many answers, just more questions coming up. We will help you. Yes, we should. We should. Right? Yes. We will help you. Family is very important. Yes, he asked him, heal the family, man. We will get through this together. And on the way, I will learn how to fly. That is a fact. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Really mean it. It's it's not so easy to to just talk about it. Cecily looks to Jasper and she's like, Well, if I learned it correctly, that is the right moment to hug someone. Come on. And Cecily grabs Eric's leg and she's like, You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. Aw. Uh, and you guys give each other a big group hug. Mm. All right. We're going to get through this together. And now, guys, what do you think? Let's figure out what this fur tree is about. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we'll end our episode. Find out what happens next time on JK We Are Rolling. (laughs) JK We Rolling It's magic Our magician master is Michael Moore. Sassly Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Theme song by Aaron Richards with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Cover art by Pascal Genet.
agents and centaurs and councilwomen. Oh my, this episode was so much fun for us and was quite a ride for our cast as they struggled to access the information hanging in the little nooks and crannies of their brains. Uh, you can, of course, find all the answers to today's interrogation in our previous episodes, but for those in the know or who want to be more in the know, we will be releasing the recording of me going over all of today's answers and how I scored the shield list with our players directly onto our Patreon. That recording will be available to our Professor of Magic and Director of Magic tiers. I'm also working hard on getting that next episode of JK It's D&D out to all of our patrons at every level as soon as possible. It's looking like that's going to happen on the first week of January, so keep an eye out for that. If you want to hear the encounter where Brock Carter followed the shield list from the restricted section, and can you believe that that narc ratted out our heroes to an agent of Monarch, that encounter is available to listen to for free also on our Patreon, but you might have to scroll down a bit since it was an outtake from all the way back in episode four. You can find us on the social meds on Instagram at jk.weird.rolling on Facebook, and sometimes I do occasionally remember to tweet. You can tweet at me at jkweirolling1, and I would be very excited for you to at me, at away, at me. And that's it for this week. So until next time, folks, keep your head brain sharp, and your wand at the ready. Last time on Jake Overall. <laughs> the three wizards are talking about... I tell you the story, guys, so that you're up to date. All <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> keep going, keep right. going. The th- oh, three sorcerers. They're just another... <laughs> the middle goes up and...